Hello, my fellow Stoics, and welcome to the Stoic Sage Podcast. I am your host, Daniel Vargas. This podcast series utilizes knowledge and wisdom originating from ancient Athens, the birthplace of Stoicism created by Zeno himself, to empower those today with the goal of bringing about how to think rather than what to think. If you enjoy the show, please leave a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts, and remember to keep in mind that a Stoic should always test their mental impressions. Human behavior flows from three main sources, desire, emotion, and knowledge. Plato. Welcome to Stoic Short Talks, where I discuss high-profile topics candidly with the goal of helping people learn how to think. So I have just finished watching me some reality TV, and I have always found the shows so entertaining, uh, mainly for the human interaction aspect of things, because we can learn a lot about ourselves from watching these shows. And we often find ourselves, you know, projecting uh, our character onto, uh, onto people, actors, heroes, or, or just particular actions that some people take. And we notice similarities in, in them, and in a way we can use it to look inward and critique ourselves, or to more embody it or feel admired by, <laughs> by ourselves. Um, and it's especially easy to do this if we don't really do it that often, at least with the TV shows, when we look at it, it's easy to do it. Uh, or, or, if we're, or if we don't have any other way of doing it. Uh, so, and the shows that I'm talking about are more related to actual people, actual participants, not with celebrities. So the, the reason being is with celebrity reality TV shows, it's their job to act. It's their job to tell a story, to entertain. Now, don't get me wrong. Many of the shows definitely have prompts for their contestants. And now I'm talking about the actual people, right? Like they have prompts for their contestants. I'm sure they have on-site mental health experts or uh, to advise the contestants or, or even the hosts. But nonetheless... When it's real people, the reactions and thoughts behind the participants are real. And this is where we can gain knowledge, wisdom, and understanding of the human experience. Because again, with celebrity reality TV shows, they, they do exaggerate things. I mean, they're, they're trying to get numbers in there, you know, and... I'm sure with the shows that I'm going to bring up, obviously some of them, they're going to probably insert some things or try to in insert a type particular conflict, which is the case uh, sometimes. But nonetheless, the response is natural, more natural than celebrities, for example. Um, so Love is Blind is one of the shows that I watch. And the big reason why is because it deals with a very raw emotion and the emotion being love and not a fighting love either like The Bachelor. It's individual people finding love within another individual person because The Bachelor, for example, 
is many people fighting for one person. It's a little bit more toxic. It's a little bit more challenging in that aspect where everybody kind of has to one-up another person. And in some ways, they do that in Love is Blind as well, but it's done in a different way, right? It's, it's a lot more individualistic. It's like, I'm fighting for this person, but this other person's also fighting for them. But it's not 12 people at the same time, you know? <laughs> at least in the show, it's very rare. It's like one off to two. It's more natural, you know? It's something you might encounter in real life where one person falls in love with two people. It's still a very real thing. And love is blind is more pure, right? With individual, individual with individual. So if you haven't seen the show, love is blind is basically, I believe it's about 12 contestants total. So six um, guys and, and six girls. And they're essentially put in pods and they are on dates with six other people. So six single people dating six single people in pods and all that's separating them is just a wall you will never meet that person on the other side until you propose to them i mean it's it's a little bit of a crazy uh idea if i <laughs> if i'm being honest but it's interesting nonetheless because now it's just their voice now it's them just communicating how well it really shows how well can you communicate to find love. And that's really interesting because that's a very real reality of um, going out and finding love, right? We have to go out and actually talk to people. And a lot of times, like I said earlier in the podcast, you don't really critique yourself or, you know, you may dread on like, oh my God, I said that awkward thing and whatnot. But the overall experience of how you speak to another person to woo them, to gain interest in them? What things can you find interest in? And how do you um, find points of interest to talk about? All of that is a skill. And that's a very real reality. And again, as Stoics, we look at the reality of the way that the world is. So um, communication is a really big key point. And, and that's something that I really enjoyed looking at this show. You know, how well did people communicate with one another um, and also how little they communicate communicated with one another i mean i'm sure that they definitely cut out a lot of stuff within the show and that's totally fine it's for our viewing pleasure but just from watching the show something that i noticed um, is how surface level these contestants talk and I think that's the most interesting part because, I mean, I've been in a relationship for 10 years and I can't tell you, like, I can't stress enough that if I ended up being single, you know, God forbid, knock on wood, um, I would not be that surface level. I mean, there, there are just some things that you just, in my opinion, have to talk about when it comes to wanting a long-term relationship with somebody. And a lot of these relationship conversations that these people had were very, very, very surface level. Uh, it was like, where are you from? Oh, what are your hobbies like? Oh, my God, we're the same hobby. Um, where do you live? You know, it, in a way, it's like, <laughs> you know, you're, you're on, I think they had like a whole week to propose, which again is very, very expedited. And I'm sure you can't really get that much conversation in. But nonetheless, 
it is, you know, a reality of like, kind of like, how little are we actually talking seriously about getting into relationships with people? I think a lot of people don't understand that to maintain a relationship, you do have to get very deep with oneself so you can actually express the depth of which you are able to go with somebody else. You're only able to meet somebody as deep as you're willing to meet yourself. That's really what it comes down to. And again, one thing I really like about this show is it showcases how people fall in love, how people fall head over heels with one another. And seeing this from a bird's eye view, you know, gives you some perspective, especially if you're single out there. If you're single, how are people communicating out there? What are the kinds of things that some people are saying? Write down a few things that they might be saying that, hey, that person had a great reaction from what this person had said. You learn from other people so you don't like fall back where you know, where others succeeded. That's really what the Stoics often uh, stress about. Read about what others have done in the past so you don't struggle. Well, in, in this case, we have the internet. We have streaming. So in a way, we don't have to read about the experiences, but you can see it firsthand instead of it being filtered from the writer and then being told in the way they want to want you to perceive it. You can see it firsthand. And that's what I think is a powerful thing when it comes to looking at these kinds of shows. Uh, it's like you can see it for what it is. And, and you can also see, in a way, from a bird's eye view, you can look at, okay, those are a couple of red flags that maybe I wouldn't notice in the moment or have it noticed in the moment, but it's clear that there is an issue there. That's a red flag that I didn't notice before. So seeing it play out in real time is really important. And again, especially if you're single. And not only that, but especially if you are also in a relationship. I mean, you can definitely pull wisdom in any way, shape, or form to really fit your experiences. And again, these are all very raw emotions. So in a way, these people, they're real participants really trying to find love. So a lot of times, you know they're not really going to fake it. You know, at the at they're contracted. I mean, some people say, oh, it's just fake. No, no, no. <laughs> There's contracts in, in the beginning of these shows where they say at the end of the show, you are going to be literally required to marry this person, right? Or like not required, obviously. If you don't, if you want to walk away, then that's fine. That's not the point. But, but at the end of the show, they literally say, yeah, when you're on the altar, uh, we're actually going to have a person, what do you call it? Ordain your marriage or, you know, um, they bring in the families and all of that stuff. It's, it's, it's a real experience for many, many people. And overall, this show allows for us to understand how one another interact with one, one another as well within the home. Because here's the thing, after they propose, right, within the pods, they then go out and um, spend time with one another. I think it's a couple of weeks, but they basically, they honeymoon for a week, and they see if the physical attraction met the emotional one that they had in the pods. And after that physical attraction, then they go and live together for another, I think, a couple of weeks or so. But again, it's all raw and unfiltered. So you see how people interact within the home. And that's also an interesting way to see it too. I mean, we can notice 
people who get passive aggressive, they like how do they handle conflict? Is this person passive aggressive? Does this person um, uh, like not even express any emotions? Like how much? How long can they hold it together? How long do they mask themselves? Right. So and and you know when life's struggles also impact, how do they work together? to resolve the issues. Also personality differences, cleanliness issues. How do they communicate and resolve those issues? Because a lot of times today we get advice from friends, right? We get advice from family members whenever we run into uh, relationship drama. But again, a lot of times it's the filtered version. You are not getting the unfiltered version. And this is why this sh these shows are also, in my opinion, quite important to see. You're getting it raw, unfiltered. So it's a lot more knowledge. It's a lot more wisdom. From a Stoic perspective, we are looking at the reality of what it means to be in love. How long can that love last? What are the communications necessary? Am I emulating any of the things that are happening within this relationship that everybody sees as toxic, for example? How often do you look at yourself and your actions that you are doing in those moments with your partner, right? So when you are able to project from the very beginning, you notice, oh, I'm projecting onto this person because I'm that way. Um, I'm, a, I'm more outgoing. So I feel like I embody this person, right? And then later on in the, in, in the relationship, when they're living together, you notice that that person is extremely confrontational. And you're like, hey, this person that I thought I uh, had a connection with, am I that confrontational? It allows for a moment of self-reflection. And I think that's why I love these shows so much because then I also wonder, well, how could that person have handled that differently? And then you're able to think, if you're able to see those interactions from a bird's eye view, can I also improve upon my actions and my reactions with my significant other or with my friends? You know, and, and that's what I really like about, about this show. So that's Love is Blind. And another show that I actually wanted to talk about was The Ultimatum because this one I just finished. And this one is also really interesting. I, I, both of these shows are on Netflix, by the way. But the show essentially is, I think it's about six couples Six couples enter the show, and um, one person has set an ultimatum. And basically, one person wants to get married, but the other person is not ready to get married for whatever reason they have. And when all these couples are together, they then have to set out to date each other's couple. They choose and date each other's couple to really see is the grass greener on the other side? Or am I missing something in my relationship, right? They also kind of can also get to see, hey, actually maybe I'm having commitment issues because you are actually not as emotionally available as this other person that I now started dating. So then they go back to the relationship and they either fix their problems or they let it break them. Maybe they realize a couple of things. So it's really, really really interesting. So it's a very, and, and this one, this show makes you realize the very human needs that are being met or are not being met. And it makes you realize, hey, are these the things that maybe I need? 
in my relationship or again because again you project a little bit and onto these very real experiences especially if you're in a relationship uh, for this particular one you might be thinking huh actually i noticed that my relationship is kind of like that one and so then you start to think maybe i'm missing something from this um from you know maybe i'm missing something specifically that i'd like for it to be implemented into my relationship it offers a point of connection, not conflict. If you're watching this with, with your significant other, you should recognize that. All of these are for bids for connection, not conflict. A lot of times, and you know, I'm watching these shows with my with, with uh, my significant other, and you know, I kind of we kind of have some things that we notice, and we're like, hey, maybe this uh, is is a better way of communicating, or hey, is this something? that you're missing or hey I noticed that I'm not really like that is that something that you like in a way you realize that hey I can be a better partner I think that's the the key thing you want to be a better partner don't forget that if you are in a relationship you have to build and con- continue to connect with your significant other and that means being open and honest about what you need and what your partner needs. And there's this age-old saying that women tend to develop faster than men. And in, in some ways, I, I agree with it. But um, there's also this other saying that, that men don't change, right? I think that's the biggest one because as we see the data, the overwhelming majority of divorces are um, brought up by by the wife uh, or by the woman and one thing that that we can say for certain though is that when we look at the data after these uh, divorces take place or after um, couples do break up regardless if they are actually married we notice that men and women obviously they take what they learned from those previous relationships and and bring them into the next relationship whether or not it lasts whether or not they're masking is an entirely different story my point is they take those realizations into the next relationship so with this show we notice that when they go into another relationship with the other person we notice that hey there's a couple of things that this person does that my partner doesn't do or hey this person is communicating with me in the ways that is making me want to do better so maybe there's a communication issue and so that when you go back into your next into your previous relationship you can work on those things right and it's a very weird dynamic right it's it's extremely weird but like it's really powerful to kind of look at it from a lofty height to kind of judge whether or not you're doing well for yourself and for your relationship. And another thing is uh, jealousy is a real emotion that plays into how we choose to fall in love. And now a healthy amount of jealousy. I mean, there's a moment in the show where uh, they have to live with that other person to kind of see, okay, is the grass greener on the other side? What point of comparison are there? But you're also knowing in realizing that your partner that you originally came with is also um, living with another person. 
and that fuels some kind, some type of jealousy for you. Because then you're thinking, okay, well, what is that person doing better for my partner that I'm not doing? And it makes you want to do better. Again, there's a healthy amount of jealousy that every relationship um, generally has. Again, if absolutely no jealousy exists, that's a little bit of a problem, but that's a different story. Some jealousy is good. It's a human um, response to affirming what you actually want and need. That's really how jealousy plays into relationships. Now, there's something I wanted to touch on, which was uh, a, a particular couple within this show. And it was uh, Colby and Madeline. And if you watch the show, then you guys know exactly who I'm talking about. But I really wanted to bring this up because Colby was a relatively logical person. There were some things that he was saying in there in the show that was like, you are logically there, buddy. Like, I understand exactly what you're saying. Um, you know, you guys need to be full into this experience. Um, yada, 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 right? That, that just very, very logical. And I think that one thing that Colby failed at, though, <laughs> was that we should live with, as the Stoics and all philosophers say, logic and reason. Because again, logic and reason do have to do have to have or emulate their own distinctions. Because what's extremely logical can sometimes not be reasonable. There's a reason why a lot of laws that we have aren't fully excessive onto one side because there's reason involved with it. We're talking about humans. We're talking about human nature. We're talking about human emotions. We're talking about passion, right? For example, um, if we wanted to say death is death and murder is all bad, you're going to go to jail, you're going to get the death penalty. Okay, well, what if you were protecting yourself and you accidentally uh, murdered the person or, or accidentally killed the person? That's where reason comes in, logic and reason. Now, Colby um, actually didn't end up finding or, or, or connecting with another partner, but Madeline did. So he ended up choosing somebody who also didn't connect with somebody else. So they were basically just friends in the show, whereas um, Colby and the other contestant that, that he ended up living with, um, uh, her um, significant other was also finding a connection with somebody else. So they just met together and they just lived together as friends. And logically they didn't really get the full experience like their partners were. Their partners were fully living with people, actually having emotional and physical connections with people that they actually liked. And they were truly trying to see if it would work with those relationships. Colby and this other person, April, uh, didn't really have that connection. So they, in a way, felt gypped out. Like, I'm not even gonna know if living with another person can show me the things that I would need in my current relationship. Maybe things that I'm missing. Maybe things that I'm not doing right. Or maybe things that my partner can maybe improve on. They didn't get that experience. But Colby's reasoning was, well, then I'm just going to go out and meet another girl and just hang out and... Um, I think he ended up sleeping with somebody else outside of the show and, you know, kissing, macking on other women. Now, logically, 
this makes sense. This makes sense because he didn't get the full experience like his partner was getting. So he took it upon himself to, well, I have to go see or, you know, kind of make my own experience with somebody else to verify just like my partner is verifying with somebody else as well. Do I truly love my partner? Is there things that I can improve on or maybe that I would like my partner to do based on what these other people are doing? Logically, it makes sense. But the reason part that's important here is that there was a set parameter within the show. The parameters were you were going to date other couples that were within the relationship. You knew who was living in your like apartment, basically. You knew who you were with for how long you were going to be with. And you also probably discussed what you guys were the limits, right? That's where the reason comes in. Whereas Colby just went out. No parameter. He went out and did his own thing without the cameras seeing. Because in a way, these are real contestants so they might feel a little nervous right with other with with cameras on them all the time so maybe a little bit of filtering on their part but they get comfortable over time and it just becomes natural at that point but that's where it becomes unreasonable that's where logic and reason needed to go hand in hand in that particular moment so i just found that extremely interesting for the ultimatum because it opened up Again, it opened up conversation for us to think, is that okay? And, you know, as Stoics, we apply logic and reason and like, hey, some moderation is in there. Also justice. He wasn't treating, he, he didn't play into the experience in a just manner. Instead, he did it all for himself outside of the set parameters of the show. So it makes you think logically and try to analyze, is this wrong? Is this right? Um, there were some contestants that uh, literally did not know how to communicate, right? I think there was one person, I, I'm, oh, Zay was the person who almost slipped my mind there. But he didn't know how to communicate. And, uh, and a lot of times he kind of used his past struggles as a crutch to continue to act in an unjust manner, in an unreasonable manner. He ended up being extremely passive aggressive. He ended up doing, he ended up going out and drinking and, and leaving his girlfriend alone and not texting her back, leaving her worried at home. And again, looking at those uh, those reactions and and those actions that those choices that these people are making, it makes you think: Did I ever do that? And if I did, does that look right? You know, you're seeing it fully happening right then and there is that too far how are you critiquing yourself is this something that i hear from my friends do they do this and if they do do this do they filter it and how much do they filter it because right here in the show you're getting the full experience you're getting the raw unfiltered version of a lot of things so in a way it offers more knowledge more wisdom for you to be able to actually see the outcomes of these relationships because again it makes you realize maybe i should critique myself maybe i'm acting unreasonable now maybe i'm acting too logical like kobe colby is maybe i need to start adding a little bit more reason into my decision making
Maybe I shouldn't let my past dictate my present actions like Zay is doing. Maybe I am using it as a crutch to act in the way that I am. I need to start acting like adult me, not child me, right? It makes you ask these questions about yourself. And that's what Stoics should do. Because again, many of the Stoics would say, an unexamined life is not worth living. Because whose life are you living? You're not living your life. You're living life based on the choices that others are essentially making for you. You're being told what to think and what to do. But you need to know how to think so you know how to actually respond to life's situations. And this show, in my opinion, kept me on my, the edge of my seat the whole time. <laughs> the ultimatum was really good. I think only one or two couples actually made it out uh, with the original people that they came in with. Um, and then I think, I actually don't think that the, any other couple chose another person. That did not happen. If anything, I think somebody, a couple of couples ended up just being single. But again, they learned and reaffirmed a lot of things that they did have in their relationship. I think that's a key thing that I also want to point out. Like sometimes we think that the grass is greener. But before you ask yourself that, look at the reality of your actions and look at the reality of your partner's reactions. Are you acting justly? Are you acting in a manner that would solidify and continue to solidify your relationship? Are you watering your garden? Are the concerns that you have justifiable, right? I mean, I think that's the, the key thing when it comes to looking at things logically and reasonably. Sometimes we think that we'd be happier singles. Sometimes we think we'd be happier with somebody else. But as many, many people would say, a lot of people would say, I regret breaking up with that person. I regret breaking up with uh, this, this woman that I was in love with five years ago. She was the one that got away. He was the one that got away. Oh, I just wasn't ready for a relationship like that. It's like, well, so the grass was not greener on the other side then, was it? So what are you doing today then? What are you doing to make sure that your relationships don't fail? I think that's, again, that's the key thing. I'm looking at these, at these shows every now and again, they offer that insight. And so again, what can we learn from it as Stoics? I mean, analyzing the person and their actions for what they are. Reflect on your own relationships and really ask yourself if you do some of those things that these people do and decide to do, whether or not they serve you and whether or not you agree with it. Because I mean, sometimes we make decisions that in the heat of the moment, we don't agree with it when we look back on it, but we still do it anyway. So what are some things that we can do to help prevent that, right? Look at and analyze their actions, their triggers. Maybe you have the same triggers. The unexamined life is not worth living. And Stoics take wisdom and knowledge from everything. And in today's world, it just makes the most sense that we would try to find knowledge with reality TV shows, with uh, general, general movies and things like gaming um, I know that God of War has many, many quotes that are freaking amazing. <laughs> but we often forget to look from a lofty height at ourselves when we compare. These shows can indeed 
give us perspective on our actions and our decisions. And with that, my fellow Stoics, thank you so much for listening in. If you enjoyed the podcast, please leave a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts. It really does help out the show. If you would like to check out some Stoic Sage merch or read the blog, please go to stoicsage.co. Also, give us a follow on Instagram and Facebook. I wish you well, fellow Stoics, on your path to sagehood.